welcome to the slot. It's disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing in this. So if you've got kids around, poppers in your ears. There's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the latest episode, go away, watch that now and come back and listen to us. And finally, we are not associated with Fremantle, Foxtel, Showcase or Wentworth. We are just a couple of fans doing this for fans. Enjoy. One is the bird and you got to listen to the slot. Is that right? Righto. Thanks. Hey, everybody. It's Hannah and Al. We're from The Slot. How you doing? And we're going to talk about Wentworth, Episode 8, Protection. Protection, yes. How you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. Good. Good. It's a nice Sunday in England, and it's been not very sunny because it's England. How's America? Mm, Very hot. Extremely hot. Oh, no, don't. Oh, is it like too hot? Too hot. We have oh, okay. a heat wave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't know what that is here. So, you sure about that? Because I heard that you guys <laughs> had something like that last week. Did oh, I think I missed it? You missed it. So, last episode we left off with Mari fucking Will, and Vera oh, was taking that was too Rita graphic. back. Oh, sorry, yeah. but you know I'm quite very. I'm ex- I, li- I like to. No, no, no. Let everybody know. Oh, the scene. The scene. Oh, I graphic. see what you mean. Yeah, it was Yeah, and I really didn't like the fact that they reminded of, us of it. Like, ugh. Oh. Well, sorry. Lord. And th- at the start, you know, Mari is looking at her files, and we find out that the guy she's trying to blackmail, his name is Michael Heston, who's the director of public prosecutions. Yes. Right. So he is very, very high up. So, you know, I mean, right now Mari has some good stuff on this guy. Let's see if it'll work out for her. Yes. Can I ask a question, though, sure. about Mari's dirt file? There's been many ramps in the prison since Kaz died. How the fuck has she managed to hide that? They're looking for the murder weapon. They're not looking for papers. Yeah, but surely they'd be like, what the fuck's this? Let's have a look. Uh. No? So, Will, let's go to Will now. He's ignoring Vera because he's pissed off at the fact that she undermined him and took a what? A murderer to go see her sister in the hospital. Oh, but it's okay to fuck a murderer? Yes, I'm, I was yeah. about to say the same thing. <laughs> also, Will is a murderer. Yes, he is. But you see, in his mind, he finds that or he feels that he's doing this for the women. And he probably has come to terms with that now. That he did it for the good, the greater good. Hmm, I wonder who said I mean, that. I don't think anybody is, maybe um, extreme freak fans um, would disagree, but I don't think any rational um, human being who is in that situation inside Wentworth would disagree with the fact that uh, the freak is very much better off dead. And I, for one, am very glad that Will killed her. Well, my point to that, better good is the fact that he's looking at the bigger picture whereas it was the same thing with the freak too she was looking at the bigger picture however hers was a bit misconstrued well hers was fucking wonky wasn't it well what can i say but i was looking at it in the back of a spoon yes but i will say those who have glass windows should not throw stones so will if you're listening to this stop being a hypocrite because you're just as bad. That's yeah, all. Will should stop being a hypocrite. Will needs to get off his high horse. He This power has gone to his head majorly. And it's really got in 
like between him and Vera, which was such a beautiful relationship. And now it's fucked. And that's all Will's fault. I'm not sure if it has to do with power. I personally believe it has to do with the fact that he's in love with this woman and he can't see the deadly misrepresentations that she's showing him. He just, he's blind to everything. He's just like that wonderful Wentworth meme that um, I really like where, you know, talk to Will about Mari and it's like a blindfold over his face. He can't see anything. But he's using his power as gov- as governor. Sorry, I was going to say as government. No, <laughs> he's using <laughs> he's using his power as governor to facilitate that relationship with Mari. So it does all come down to power at the end of the day. Yeah, but he was know, screwing her. He was screwing her before cursed. he was even before he was even governor. He was screwing her anyway. That is so true. she broke That's up true. with him. So I mean, That's but true. yes, he is letting the governorship get to him a bit, but. Mm. Yeah, what are you going to do? He's just being an ass. I never thought I'd say this about Will. Oh, please. I knew it from season one. I knew he was an ass. Well, I know you thought that, but I'm a big Will fan, like a a massive Will fan. And yeah, mm, I'm disappointed in you, Will. But to highlight that, it actually shows his humanity. I think we saw his humanity when Meg died. No, no. I mean, you see two sides of Will. I don't like it. You see two sides of everybody, the same with B, mm. the same with Frankie, the same with Bridget, even Vera and Jake. now, you know, and well, I'm not going to talk about Jake right now, but yes, I will agree with you. Yes, Jake too. Oh, Jake. That's the two sides of each person and the way that it, the stories are written. It's marvelous because, you know, you have to take the good with the bad because each and every one of us have good and bad and each and every and one is- of us are capable of being good and bad. This is what I continually say about Wentworth. Um, when people ask me why I like the show so much, um, I continually say it's because they play with the grey zone. And by that, I mean that in most shows you get somebody who's inherently bad and somebody who's inherently good, right? And there's this divide, good and evil. Correct. However, in Wentworth, they play with this, everybody is inherently good, and everybody is inherently bad and they play with that and they make you realize and they they make you kind of feel like these characters some are behind these bars whereas the other people are not behind those bars and that's simply because of luck and other things that have happened in their life and everybody's kind of equal and that's what I love about Wentworth yes Agreed. So Rita learns that Ruby had rohypnol in her system. And for those mm-hmm. who don't know what rohypnol is, it's a famous date drug where they can just put it in and you just flip out and don't know whatever the hell happened to you. And um, Ali implicated Mari saying that, oh, my God, I think Mari wanted to try and kill Ruby. So, of course, Rita goes and I have to make a point of this. She goes and she stares down one of the extra inmates who's now a part of Mari's crew. I didn't even know Mari had a crew. She was actually the one, this particular extra inmate, whose name is Amy C. Benton. And she happens to be a model and an actress. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Rita stared her down quite well, even though she was taller than Rita. And Rita was just like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. I will take you. Can and I, I ask will a question kill you. about this inmate? Yes. Okay. B's dead. 
who the fuck is cutting their hair because their hair is incredible. <laughs> there has to be somebody else there. There are a couple of other inmates, <laughs> I'm sure. Did I mention that she was the one who helped pull the rope on Ferguson to try and choke her a few seasons ago? Okay, I just wanted to put that in there just so people can oh. remember. So it was quite interesting to see her as part of Mari's crew now. Yeah, Mari is seeming to have got this little crew and I want to I wanna know how. Well, when you're top dog, you know, you, you need either protection or you just want some favors. You know, you got to kiss up. To the top dog, so, you know. And People are not liking her as top dog, though. That was after after Ali implicated her that she was the one who killed Kaz. And she yeah. was the one who tried to kill Ruby. And she was the one who did a lot of things. You know, um, Ali's in walking on dangerous ground here. What's going on? How could you do such a let's, thing? Let's talk about Ali. That okay. is really nicely segued us into talking about Ali. So a few episodes ago in the really badly orchestrated uh, therapy session with Dr. Creepy Miller, um, she yelled at Kaz, you never let me grow up. We are finally seeing Ali grow up. Yay. No, Ali grew up a long time ago. I told you she did. It's just that she was blaming Kaz for whatever reasons because she was still childlike. Yeah, that isn't grown up. It's not grown up, but, you know, there are phases, okay? Just like me, I need to grow up and I haven't gotten there yet quite. I mean, me too. Um, But I think we're finally seeing this side to her where she's like, hang on, I am Ali and I need to stand up and I have the power to do this. Um, And she's no longer being that weak little sheep hiding behind somebody. Really loved it when she... Uh, faced up to Mari in the in the steam press. How she didn't get her face in that steam press, I do not know. Well, you know, but, Mari uh, still has feelings for her. Come on. It, I mean, it's like, you know what? And the other problem is Mari has bigger fish to fry right now. What, so, in that steam press? Uh, not in the steam press, but right <laughs> in her life. Maybe the steam press, I'm not sure. But in her life right now, yeah, the she problem with her... Slotted. Correct. Because if that's yeah. the case, you know, Costa's right there is ready to get back to that top dog position. Costa is just making me laugh at the moment. Costa is wonderful. I love her. Don't, the way She's her funny. eyes, the way she has her eyes, it's just like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, um, oh God, I forgot. But there's this snake in this cartoon that has like these eyes and they're so big and they're very intimidating. And... Costa has like those types of, yes. (laughs) It is, it is. Do you know what? And I've never even seen that film. She, she just, well, there you go. Those are mesmerizing eyes. And it's just like, you know, I'm coming to get you. You know, it's like, (laughs) there's there's no escape from me. Uh, You know, I'm just going to get you when you least Uh, expect it. I am here for you. The actress is absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, she is. Coincidentally, she is actually going to be in a sci-fi thriller, an English one at that, called uh, Pomona. But we can talk yeah. about that at another time. But uh, yeah, she's she's going to be in that, which is interesting. A lot of the actors right now are doing some special things. And there are actually two that used to be on the show, and we'll talk about them later when we discuss uh, where are they now. Yes. So going back to Ali, she's she's doing some good things. She's finally standing up for herself, and I'm proud of her for that. Yeah, hands up, hands up, clap to Ali. Yeah, but I'm so glad that she admitted in front of everybody in the laundry that she lied about Mari because she put herself in that vulnerable position. But yes. for 
I think one of the first times we saw her being like putting herself out there for the good of everything else. Yeah. It's all about growing up, isn't it? It's time you did it, Ali. You're in your thirties. Come on. <laughs> so that that was um that was good. I really liked that. But I forgot to say one thing with um Rita and Mari when they were out in the yard. Rita had to thank Mari for saving Ruby with that rohypnol because it uh caused a decrease in blood flow of the so actually, yeah. I was gonna chat about that um with Rita. Um so when she storms up to Mari in the yard, there is one thing that Leah Purcell does better than anybody else in the world, and that is storm with a face. That oh, pissed that off face. Rita face. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so many kinds of magic. Um yeah. but when she stormed up to Mari in the yard, I genuinely thought she was just gonna, you know, right hook her. But you know, uh, uh, Rita's not the only one who has a magical face. Mari has it too, because the look of fear she had on her face when Rita was coming to her, I was like, oh yes, this, I mean, that's magic. The two of them, that's magic right there. That's beautiful. They are so good together. Like, oh, they're so good together. Yes. Uh, This season is just like full of great double act in in yes. so many ways yeah it is. love it it is it's magic true. you're right yeah so now we've done a bit of an overview of what happened in the episode let's kind of break it down and and talk about kind of the main issues that were raised here i do want to point out one thing though yeah. rita has not stopped being a cop so we'll talk about mari and her whole fucked up situation with brody so we meet this new nurse. Yes, the new nurse. Her name is Jane Bell, who's Jane played Bell. by. <laughs> that's a generic name, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. like Miss Smith, even though B. Smith was <laughs> no generic name at all. She's played by the wonderful Fiona Harris, who actually happens to be a writer known okay. for being in Rush. Does anybody Ooh. know about Rush? There were a couple of people that we know of that played in Rush, right? Blue Heelers. Yeah. And Beaconsville. She was also in XPM, which Kate Jenkinson plays a wonderful bratty daughter. And oh, also, I've seen clips of that. Yes. And also Offspring, in which Kate Jenkinson was in. So they happen to know each other. Um, okay. She was also in a show called Tangle in 2013, where Catherine McClemens who played the original governor. Yes, Meg Jackson. And there were other uh, actors who were in the tangle. So if you guys haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend you check it out. Kate Jenkinson was in it. Georgia Flood, who played B's daughter. And also Reef Ireland. No relation to Ceila Ireland. I don't know. But that's Brayden Holt. Her husband is Mike McLeish. And they ironically played couples together for many, many years before they decided to get married. And they are now co-creators for this comedy series called The Drop-Off. So she's very accomplished. Okay. This is really interesting. She was really, yeah, I could hear all the nurses in the entire world who (laughs) sat in front of Wentworth screaming Uh at the TV. Not Um, just nurses, pharmacists too, anybody in the healthcare profession. Yeah, I mean, especially. I am not a healthcare professional, but I was screaming at the TV. Coming from a family of uh, nurses, yes, I was screaming at the TV at that point. Um, yes, no gloves. 
I know. She gets told by Rita to put gloves on. That's the first one. I was like, fucking And she's like, oh, brain fart. Wear fucking gloves. Use sanitizer. Stop infection from spreading. What a dick. I mean, that is like rule number one of pretending to be a nurse. Of course. Like she wasn't even fucking pretending to be a nurse. Yeah, she had a mission and it was just to get somebody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like there was absolutely no... um, yeah, th- there was no effort put in on her part in, in pretending that she was there for anything else other than to kill Mari. Yeah, because it was supposed to be an easy in and out type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, she didn't even learn her own fucking name. Uh-huh, because Rita called <laughs> to her and she didn't answer. And I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Yeah, here. that's when we <laughs> see Cop Rita coming back. We saw yes. Cop Rita a few... I mean, Cop Rita's never left, really, has she? No. But, um yeah, we saw Coprita doing her investigating. But I will, I will, I do want to talk about the part on how she got back into medical because she went mm, back. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I want to make fun of this particular guard named Peta Webb. <laughs> I hope I said it right. <laughs> and I have to apologize to her because I, for all this time until Rick James, who happens to be an extra on the show, he corrected me. I was calling her Luciana. I don't know why I was calling her Luciana, but her <sighs> name, <laughs> I'm not good with names, especially, you know, I'm, I'm just bad. You know, I'm, I'm a bad. I, I admit that I need more <laughs> education. Her name is Lucia Brancastesano. Did I say that right? Lucia oh, Brancastesano. Okay. Grazie. That's for you, Grace. Okay. <laughs> Our resident Italian. Yes. So she she wanted to go back to medical and uh, Officer Webb told her, you look fine to me. <laughs> just, I... like, just, just like that truck looked fine that the freak and Frankie got out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like <laughs> she took Frankie to go see Bridget Westfall so that Frankie could check out the scene and mess up something and lie to Bridget. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Officer Webb, you, you got you to gotta get on it. Okay. There's a siege oh, coming, so get on it. <laughs> can we also talk about the fact that she like put her hands in her pocket and like walked towards Rita? She was like, "You look fine." I know. Well, she's not. She's not a doctor. in town. Yeah, she's not a doctor, so we can let her pass. We'll 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 let you pass, Officer Webb. It's okay. We'll I just loved you. her attitude. She was just. She is so... just funny. I like her anyway, and she <laughs> had that little smile on her face, like just get the hell out of my face. We know you're lying. Yeah, I know. Give give that woman more lines. I love her. <sighs> She is funny. Oh, yeah. She makes herself vomit on a very clean white um, yes. sheet. Mm. And she's like, see, I told you I'm sick. <laughs> I and I have to say out. that was my fate. This is this is going to be a regular thing. Best line of the show. Told you I was sick. I have decided I would like that on my headstone when I die, please. No, no. Well, I'm going to tell you mine since you <laughs> you already went to yours. <laughs> my quote of the day is going to be I jump his bone. I jump his bones. Yeah, that made me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I love you, boom. Finger banging okay. chicks was also on my list as well. Oh my god! So Rita saves Mari. How ironic is that? Why did you do it? All of our problems would be solved if you'd let her die. Like I said, <clears throat> she's a cop. 
Uh, stop being a cop for one minute and just put your murderer brain on, for fuck's sake. I know, just ignore it and just let it happen. Everybody would be better off. Just let life happen around you. Sometimes it's just easier. But I'm thinking she still needs Mari because she wants to get that dirt file. But she obviously doesn't because, like, when she, like, went to Mari, oh, you owe me something, like... why didn't she ask for more than just leave Ruby alone? I know that's really important to Rita, but it kind of goes as a given if somebody saved your life. Yeah, but like I said, she, I think in Rita's eyes, she sees Mari more as she needs her as an ally than she needs her as an enemy inside. See, I would have been like, you know what? In exchange for saving your ass, let's work together. Well, that's what she did, more or less, in a way. Bullshit. I don't know. That's how I interpret it. That's how I see it. Judging by um, Rita's actions, I think that's what she's gearing herself up. Like, she's trying to regain Mari's trust again for whatever reason. But I think her ultimate reasoning is to get that file. I don't know if she's got the file on her mind, but I kind of agree with you, kind of maybe <laughs> okay who knows at this at this point i'm like am i agreeing with you to make my life easier or am i agreeing with you <laughs> just because i agree with you oh my god uh, i really really hope leah purcell did do this stunt herself i'm pretty sure she probably did she after probably what did. she said at the screen star event in march she bossed that scene like a boss yeah she did that was great that was, nice that was amazing. Fight. She like just went in for it, and that was a good fight scene. I really liked that. I was yeah, very was nice. concerned about that needle tip the entire time. I was like, somebody's oh, going to yeah. get stuck here. <laughs> but it was fine. Nobody got stuck. Nobody got hot-shotted. It's okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, okay. It was something. It was a good thing Mari looked, or else she would have been in some type of trouble. I know, but the entire time that nurse was like tightening things and like being the worst fake nurse in the world... I was like, just <laughs> fucking look at what she's doing. Like, if this is not normal, just look. Just have a, have a glance. You know, oh, she could yeah. be doing anything to you there. Now, what I will tell you is that getting that nurse in there wasn't done by just one person alone. Because didn't oh, you see how the hell. copper, the copper no. was called away? No, and Rita I'm going to stop you well? there. I'm going to stop, stop you me? there. Last week proved to fuck that it's so easy to get in and out of that prison you can just you just walk in you can just say oh hi mate um i I fancy being in prison today just walk in like that is an easy prison to get in and out of Uh, i don't know i mean this got the other officer got called away and wasn't it so convenient that that officer got called away when mari was in medical it's all to do with brody isn't it of course that's what i'm trying to say because he was the one that called her for the drug test. He was like, yes. Winter, you got a drug test. Um, that was my impression of Brody. Um, <laughs> so he was the one that was trying to get her killed. I'm so confused at what his game is. Really don't know. He was the one that was trying to get her killed. Well, assist in the killing of her. Both times. So I'm now surmising. My, my, I, I think I understand who killed Kaz. And I guess when we do the special, we'll go into it. And I will tell you, I believe Brody is definitely number one for me. Mm. Okay. He's definitely number one because he was probably specifically sent there to take care of Mari or to watch her or to gather intel on what she knows. 
No, I completely agree. Because we found out that he has a bit of a history with this right honourable Michael, what's his name? Heston. Well, Mari makes this comment, oh, he must be paying you a lot, uh, yeah. which Brody replies, he's not paying me. Um, he's been good to me. He's been like a father to me. To which Mari replies, so that's what they call it. Yeah. So this brings up quite a lot of questions. Like mm. this right honorable dude, we find out that he is not very honorable. Uh, mm. So my initial kind of thought on that is, has he been involved in Sean Brody's life for a very yes, long time? Yes, he has. Yeah. I'm it's glad that obvious. you're thinking along the same lines as I am. Oh, yeah on this Definitely. so i'm i'm glad but again that makes our conversation boring because we're interesting when we disagree yeah so we're actually not done with mari we have to go into the part where she actually has a parole hearing yeah. and it's a fake parole hearing we come to learn so brody and miles go and remember that uh miles is oh, in a twenty miles. twenty thousand dollar debt how she did that, I don't know. But she has a so gambling problem. So easily manipulated, Miles. Obviously. Mm. I don't know if she's easily manipulated. I just think she's greedy. She is very easily manipulated because you can very easily manipulate somebody who is in that situation. Brody has not been putting that money down. That debt does not exist. He's done that so he has something to hold over her. Mm. But he now says that her debt can be easily erased if she just gets out of the car yeah, because it doesn't so fucking exist. He can take Mari to see Heston. Yep. And now he's got something to hold over Linda's head forever. He now has a little dog that can do all of his dirty work for him. Mm, true. Because he's exploited that little weakness in, in Linda's personality with her gambling. Yeah. However... And this is what evil people do is they, they exploit little faults they just and they make them bigger that's why you see trust no one nobody don't trust them at all because michael heston said and i quote when you want to get the job done it's best you do it yourself painful I mean, he's not true wrong. no he's not wrong. yeah he is not wrong so i mean when i want something it. doing i tend to have to do it myself so he has to off mari Mari said that she sent all of her pictures to the lawyer, and unfortunately this lawyer's dead, and I forgot to get his uh, name. I honestly um, thought like that she was a goner several times in that scene. So as he opened the door and we saw he had a gun, I thought he was just going to like shoot her in the face like as she was in the van. And then he puts his hand out and he's like, come with me. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And then... She, he, she has a gun to her head and there's something in the way that Mari reacted in that kind of situation. She was very calm. She was very quick thinking. I don't think this is the first time she's had a gun held to her head. Probably not. Mm. Especially in her line of work. Uh, yeah. I think she's probably been threatened many times before. Yes, um, this is true. But when he showed that the lawyer had died in this, and I'm putting air quotes around it, um, he killed himself, suspected suicide, whatever it was. Um, yes. Blatantly got killed. Of course. I thought that he was going to shoot her at that point. And she just held this eye contact with him. That scared the living shit out of me. That was like we saw the scary Mari face that we saw with the creepy open, open eye kiss. <laughs> I was scared for her, actually, to be honest with you. I didn't. I thought he was going to really get her. And then the, she just the used moment her wits. that she 
held eye contact when she was like, try me. I was like, this bitch has got it. I was well, like, yeah. she is in full 100% control of that situation. And that's yeah, what yeah. makes Mari True. so awesome. Yes. So she she got out of it, but you could see when she went back to Wentworth and Miles saw her, she looked like she was shitting her pants. I mean, I thought Miles was going to open that door and she was going to be seriously fucked up in the back of that van. I can't believe she got away completely unscathed. Well, she had to. How are you going to explain that? She fell down the stairs. No, that's true. In a garage? Yeah, but they don't know she was in a garage. Oh, they yeah, think that yeah, She was in true. court. <laughs> that's so. true. That's true in court, yeah. Mm. so yeah but poor miles oh yeah miles is uh like well what the hell happened here and what have i gotten myself into and we saw some real deep compassion from jake as well like brody said something to miles in that locker room where the gay towel made a reappearance we see uh mr gay towel yeah i knew you were gonna say that um does that towel ever get fucking washed that's what Mm. i want to know that must be honking in there right now but anyway Brody said something to uh linda in front of the gay towel uh that made <laughs> linda um very upset and uh shaky and it just didn't there was something not very nice that went down there we don't know what i'm sure we'll find out i'm sure it's more manipulation more blackmail but jake said something like i i know I know what he's like. I'm here to talk if you need. And I just thought that was so sweet. Like, he really is trying to be a good guy. So yeah. much compassion from him in this episode. And do you know what that makes me think? What? He's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You... I don't know what to say about that. I... I just think Jake is being so perfect and so nice and that we're suddenly seeing him bloom into the person I know he's always been. And he's finally going to get Vera back and Vera's going to see the wonderful Jake for how he is. And then he is going to die. (sighs) That's what I think is going to happen. Maybe he'll have a worthy death where he saves Vera or somebody or something like that. He's not allowed to die. I mean, I wish the writers would listen to me. So Jake's going to die because he's being nice. He's not going to die. Linda's, we still haven't seen Linda bang herself in the car. Not a euphemism. So the next two episodes, we're going to see Linda bang herself in a car. Yeah, probably because she knows of what might be happening as far as them busting out Mari. Yeah, so, well, we know there's going to be a siege of some sort, because it's called Under Siege. Well, yeah, that'll be the next episode. Yeah, maybe, well, she's definitely going to be involved some way, isn't she? Because I think Brody's kind of manipulated that situation. I guess, let whoever it is that she needs to let in, or let out whoever it is that she needs to let out, so unfortunately she has to use broomsticks on whatever camera she needs to use broomsticks yeah, unfortunately. on unfortunately so she's going to be in yeah. over her head so do you think mari she winters is. is a grieving mother very asks i don't think so I, she's grieving about something I now think she is <laughs> so, forget about it she, her <laughs> life is in danger so she's on full throttle to do I something i think she is a grieving mother well she was but that's out the window now mm-hmm Maybe she's got more on her mind. A little now. bit more. Definitely got more on her mind. Just a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's chat about Liz. Because um, Artie came to see Liz, um, Liz's son. Uh, 
Do we know how old he is? He's like 17? Who knows? But Artie Birdsworth is played by Louis Corbet. Um, okay. He's he known. Anything else? Yeah, he's known for Charlotte's Web. If uh, anybody's ever seen Charlotte's Web. Oh. Yeah. He was also God, I in. Be older than that. Ah, he's also in Macbeth. He was in. Oh, so he's a. He's an actor. He's an actor. He was in Tangle also with um, uh, with Nurse Jane Bell and all okay. of the others. And he was also in Carla Cometti. I don't know if a lot of Nicole De Silva fans recognized his face, but he pay- played uh, Bryce on that. And he was also in Blue Healers which I know a few of the Libby Tanner fans know that uh, Libby Tanner had an episode in there. I forgot to talk about Michael Heston. His real name is David Downer. He is known for playing in Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. He was also in Farscape with Tammy McIntosh. And he was in um, Water Rats with uh, Catherine McClemens. And a couple of other shows Uh. he's been in our Home and Away, Janet King. Redfern Now, that was directed by the Honorable Leah Purcell. Yeah. with Dan Cormack. Cronies. And All Saints. So he's been around himself. I knew he looked familiar. He has been around the block. Uh, back to Artie. So he comes along to see Liz. Oh, but I really wish she told him about the dementia. I really, really do. Why? Do we... Do we definitely know that she didn't tell him in the letter? I don't know. I'm not sure. Because probably if she did, he may be a little more sympathetic towards her, which he wasn't. If it weren't for Jake, he probably wouldn't have come back. Yeah, which makes me think that, see, this is another time we see Jake being very compassionate in this episode, which makes me think that Jake... is going to die. No, I think that he missed out on a... On, on a relationship with one of his parents. I think there's more behind that. Or it could just be referring back to he wants to be a good guy and be there for his daughter. I don't know, but we'll see, I'm sure. I think he wants to try and be a good guy in Vera's eyes because he realizes Vera's watching him. I'd still like to know more about Jake's backstory, though. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Artie, though, he, on his first visit, you could kind of see he was very nervous. Like, essentially, who's sitting across from him is essentially a stranger because she hasn't been in his life since he was about five yeah something like that so he doesn't know her it's it's quite sad and you could see that in his face yeah because i mean here is your mummy that you love so much and all of a sudden she just disappeared with no contact nothing whatsoever which she did explain to him that she wanted to protect them. Did you think that he took that as a sufficient explanation? Ah, of course not. You know, kids don't understand true adult ways. Okay, I'll give you an example. You know, my father, he wanted me to study 24-7. Even in during summer school, I mean, when we had summertime, he sent me to summer school. He wanted me to do like 100 words of vocabulary a day, and I hated him for it. When I was a kid, because all I wanted to do was go outside and play with my friends. I, in my mind, school is school. When there's no school, I shouldn't be doing schoolwork. However, now that I'm an adult and I see these people who try and throw these big words at me as if I don't know what they're talking about or they want to seem as if, you know, they could talk down to me in a certain way because either I'm, you know, childlike or I I seem like I don't know what I'm talking about because I do joke around a lot and a lot of people 
don't take me seriously. And then when I come to them in a certain way, they do a double take. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know she was like that. I think about my father and that now I understand why he wanted me to go to school in the summer. I understand now why he wanted me to read more books. I understand now why he wanted me to be more accomplished now than I was before when I was younger. But back then, I just hated him for it. I just didn't want to be bothered. So I thank you, my dad. Rest in peace for everything you've done for me for all of my life. I appreciate that now. Back then, I didn't understand. And Artie's the same way. He doesn't understand why his mom did that. And I think that being a parent... Maybe as he gets older, he will. Yeah, and I think that being a parent is is really hard because you have to make unpopular and very difficult decisions. And like Liz explains... This isn't a place for children. I was trying to protect you and then looks over and there's a child right there. I know there's a child there, yeah. But she's right. Look what but happened to Dibby. Um, yeah, it's you true. You know, it isn't a place for children. And if you can shield your children from it and you feel like that's the best thing for your child and your family, then yeah, go ahead. But that child is not going to... Or you have to run the risk of that child not understanding why you have decided to yeah, take yourself gonna, out Yeah, it's going to take a lot. Yeah. It's going to take a lot. It takes a lot of sacrifice to be a parent. So, but I think Artie will probably understand. He's getting older. He seems like a level-headed see. guy. He does, unlike Sophie. Oh, Sophie. <laughs> oh, and she's in she's in Barnhurst <sighs> with thing. Maxine, if Maxine's still alive. Yes. And, yes. Oh, Sophie. They can hang out together. I wonder if he still talks to Sophie. That's very interesting. Maybe that but will come out. But talking about Liz, before Liz met up with Artie, uh, unfortunately, Dr. Miller had to tell her that she can no longer have the medication that was helping her have clarity. Yes. And he explains that um, the board decided that he needs to take Liz off the medication because of this adverse reaction. Quite frankly, now I ha- he should have been struck uh-huh. off for giving her that medication in the first place because she he did not have ethical approval to test this on dementia. He hadn't. That's not what his funding was for. That's not what his project's about. What was his funding for originally? Uh, anti-recidivism. Okay. So he should have been struck off way before they were like, take this medication off her. Yes, they are right. She needs to be taken off the medication because she is not part of the study, blah, blah, blah. But also... But I wonder why he wanted to put her on the study in the first place. Because he's creepy. He's creepy and he's using... I don't think he's a doctor. I think think this is all going to come out. I think this might be like interwoven into season eight. Yeah, probably. Mm. But it doesn't matter because he's sneaking her pills again. Yeah, so does nobody in that prison count the drugs? Sure. Surely somebody counts them. No, because if he's doing a study and he's the sole investigator, then there's no need to do that. There is need to do that. There is need. Uh -uh. Oh, my God. Yes. There should always be two people, at least two people, checking the drugs. And you should be signing them in and you should be signing them out. Everybody should know exactly how many there are at any one time they only do that with um controlled substances like the hard drugs but i have to say i mean if i were in his position and liz came to me begging for the medication i guess i would probably give it to her too because 
you know, I don't want to see anybody suffer do you know like what that. I do? And it was helping her. I would give her a placebo. You're mean. And who knows, maybe that's what is going on with well, him Well, it's too. not a controlled trial, is it? So he may as well give her a placebo because, you know, he's not comparing it to anything. That's true. That we know He of. can't do fucking science. It pisses me off. <laughs> this is Wentworth, okay? <laughs> I know, but people need to know that's not how science is done. Oh, well. Maybe we should shout his name and see if his name really is Greg. You know, he could be an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so, what about anything else on Lizzie? Just like her relationship with Boomer, really. Like, I'm loving seeing that grow and develop. Okay, we forgot to talk about that. Um, Lizzie had to protect Boomer against her oh. mother. Which made How me very awful. upset. And it's it's interesting to see that Boomer, the bruiser, who used to beat the hell up out of people, is now being smacked around by this woman who's shorter than her and who has the ultimate power over her because she's her mother. It makes complete sense as to where her anger came from and yes. where that violence and, and that propensity towards uh, violence and acting out came from. But I found that scene incredibly difficult to watch. Yeah, it was sad. May is, is horrible. And I love the way that Liz stood up to her. She was like, no. yeah. That was and good. Liz has properly become Boomer's mum. Yeah. She really has. And that scene afterwards where Boomer's like, I wish you were my mum. I know. We all wish Liz was your mum, That Booms. broke my heart, really. I know. I really wish we had more of that scene, actually, because mm. there was something really special um, between them there. And the two actresses are so wonderful together. Yeah. Everyone who gives a shit about me is in here except for mum. So yeah. Boomer's not too keen about getting Fucking her parole right now. And it, it, it's sad because, I mean, like I said before in the previous episode, your mother is supposed to be your protector. Your father, too. But, you know, as far as a mom, the mom is the nurturer. She's the one who yeah. loves you and guides you yeah. in the right direction. And when you don't have that type of nurturing and love, it's just it's it's horrible. Heartbreaking. The whole whole thing with Boomer and her mom is heartbreaking. And Liz going up to her. Boomer's mom is just trying to blame everybody else everybody but herself for everything but especially her relationship with boomer now boomer's like i'm i'm done i am not taking any more shit yeah because i mean how how is it that you go and embarrass your child like that in front of all these people you know this is prison if you see it's mm. something like this like someone as strong as how boomer used to be can be put down to like a little baby by this lady, do you, don't you think that Boomer now is going to start losing the respect of the women who used to fear her? Mm. But also, Liz kind of got through to May and was like, you have an opportunity here. Yeah. You need to use it. And you can see May kind of initially when she's being spoken to go on the defensive, but then she kind of backs off and she's like, okay. And by the end of it, in her facial expression, you can kind of see her being like... Uh, okay, maybe she's got through. Yeah. Maybe. We will we will see. No doubt. Yeah, time will tell. So, I mean, I don't know. Because you have a unique opportunity of being with your daughter in here is something a lot of people don't have anymore. So, I mean, it's it's just it's it's tough. Right? Mm. So, I don't know. The, the other kind of um, relationship that we should discuss before we go is Rita and Ruby. Um, but before we do that, there is one important thing that I do want to mention about what Boomer said to Liz. 
because when Liz was talking to her about, you know, the mother-daughter relationship, Boomer, because when, when Liz was talking to her about Artie, she said, did you hand shit on him just for a laugh? Because you yeah. can do all that to a kid and they'll still love you. Me- meaning that everything that May has done to Boomer, Boomer still loves her mother. And that was heartbreaking. That really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And she's still taking care of her mother. She's still yeah. taking her shoes off when she's pissed. She's still making sure that she isn't taken to the slot by Jake. Another time that we saw yes. um, some compassion from Jake. Um, but this is about Boomer, Al. Yes. Um, so she's still having that, you know, I need to take care of this woman. I love this woman. Um, she's my mother. Feelings. Yeah. And I think Liz really, really needed to know that, that no matter how bad she fucked up, her kids still love her. Yeah. And that's sad. And at least she's got the, you know, uh, the comfort of knowing that at least she's not May. Yeah. The other relationship I really wanted, to, it's really, really quick because we actually didn't see much of them this episode, was Rita and Ruby. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ruby comes back. She's had her um, aneurysm clipped. And at the end of the last episode of the slot, I said that she doesn't seem to have had any physical um, repercussions from it. However, we see that she may have some either paralysis or weakness yes. in her hand. With her fist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That will come out. And she says to Ali that um, she might need help in the shower, which I think she was trying to sound sexy, but like yeah. that is not sexy. But it's okay because Ali's decided to be it on her own. It might be sexy for Ali because Ali, Ali has a dry spell for a while. So. But we, we, we are going to just move on forward <laughs> and say Wentworth would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we film. I'd like to know what land that is so that we could research it and discuss it in more detail. The whole of Australia, maybe? I'm Maybe not going to comment preparing. on that. I'd really like to get some Aboriginal individuals here so that we can discuss. No, the I, I would absolutely love that as well. But we do have to remember that um, the entirety of Australia was stolen. Okay. So where are they now? Yeah, where are they now? So the first person we're going to talk about is Jodie Spateri. She came in season three of Wentworth and she was Frankie's lover for a minute. She was played by the wonderful actress Pia Miranda. She is a lovely lady as well. Follow her on Instagram if you don't. Yes, she is now joining the Australian survivor called Champions versus Contenders. She's been a fan of that show for 20 years. Let's see if she has the courage to get through this. Good luck, Pia. Because you know, Joan will tell you, you are worthless, you are pointless, no one misses you. You're nothing. So prove her wrong. Just hope there's no pencils on the island. I know. There better not be any pencils or else she'll be in trouble, right? (laughs) So Miss, the Honorable Miss Pamela Rabe will also be in a new show called The Hunting, which will be showing on UK Five Star in August, August 1st to be exact, as the principal De Rossi. She'll also be playing with Leah Vanderberg. I don't know if you guys remember her, but she played senior detective Ansari, who went after Frankie thinking that Frankie was the one who killed Mike Panisi. Do you have any more Where Are They Now? 
No, not really. I mean, uh, there are a couple of other interesting individuals. Oh, so we still need to reinforce to you guys that we have to talk about Sock's new play. Um, the Hope Song. The, the Hope Song. Yeah, he's working on that and, and will be coming out in September. Okay. Uh, it's about seven diverse people talking about their lives, their youth, their struggles, and the music that gets them through. Are you re- okay. are you reading it, this off Sock's story? I sure am. Guess which bitch asked that question? Was that you? It was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, tell us about the hope song. What, what, a, what a what a coincidence, right? I know. So it'll be at the Sydney Fringe Festival. So please support him. Please donate if you can. Did I say donate? I meant donate <laughs> if you can. Donate. The link will be in this episode description. It's also in the description of last episode. Uh, It's on Sox's Instagram in his bio. So there is no excuse for not finding it. If you don't have free pennies, um, share with your friends the link and what Sox is doing because it's a great project. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and if you don't know who Socrates Otto is, he played Maxine Conway in Wentworth. Yes. Brilliantly. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to s- discuss the uh, Tidus for Tidus podcast. Um, if you are interested in uh, Aboriginal culture, strong women, empowering women, go and listen to Tidus for Tidus. Uh, they're on iTunes, all major podcasting platforms. Go and subscribe. They've got a really brilliant interview on there with Leah Purcell, and she talks about yes. her life, her childhood, how she got into acting, and what it means to her to be an Indigenous woman. So, yes, go ahead. Yes, the majority, the majority of the things she spoke about, she also covered when she was at the Screen Star events, which I highly recommend that you guys should try they're going to have another one in september it's uh celebrating the 40 years of prisoner and also daniel cormack is going to be there because she is b who's portraying the original b the original the b will slot be there is going to be there yes the slot will be there and um we will have a podcast on that as well So the next time Screen Star Events has something going on, we will let you guys know. And we highly recommend that you attend, especially if you live in the UK. It's something you should always try to attend and support. The members of Screen Stars do not make any money from any of this. They are doing it out of the will of their heart and because they are massive fans like we are. So thank you for supporting us. Listen to us on... Podbean, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to, that you can listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Right. Send us a like button somewhere. Um, Join our group on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we highly appreciate you. And thank you for your support. And thanks for listening today. Bye. See you slots later. Bye. The other night I was talking to Mimio. She was trying to cross her line. 
there's a certain space on my bed she's not supposed to come across and she was trying and I'm like look you can't come here and she just let out this different type of meow that I never heard before like why are you doing this to me and I'm like you know what we have rules in this house until you start paying rent you can't cross here oh my God. you need to take better notes